0: The following program is sponsored by Team Reba of Remax Metro East Side and Eric Osnes of Homebridge Financial Services. Welcome to Open House with Team Reba. Each week, Team Reba will be bringing you a roundup of real estate and mortgage news, along with information about the local Puget Sound region, highlighting some of the best and brightest entertainment options, family events, neighborhood highlights, and local business interviews, so you can feel right at home in the Pacific Northwest.
1: Welcome once again to Open House with Team Reba. I'm Reba Hass of Team Reba, REMAX Metro East Side,
2: And Eric Osnes here from Homebridge Financial Home Mortgage. Happy weekend.
1: Happy weekend, mister.
2: Yeah. Happy I am, to be here.
1: I am happy to be here. And um, at this time, I am just having started something I haven't told you about, but I'm going to tell you here. Uh-oh. So me and a bunch of colleagues around the United States, other real estate agents, um, we all attended uh, the Tom Ferry Summit back in August. Mm-hmm. And then several of us got into an accountability group together because we're all, you know, always trying to improve our businesses, right? Sure. You, you and I are always about, like, working with other good professionals, pushing each other to grow, that kind of thing. And, uh, woo, this is going to be a big one. Um, I'm doing the thing called the 75 Hard. Have you heard of that? No. 75 days now the thing is is like i was a little cocky going into it because i already do a bunch of these things yeah um but in it so it's me and several other women and the 75 hard there's an app you can download for like five bucks whatever and you're supposed to track a bunch of what you're doing which includes you know you have to do a workout um read 10 pages of a book, you know, get outside and walk. You have to do two workouts, one inside, one outside. Okay. So like, which is, that stuff's easy for me because I already walk twice a day with the dog. Uh, Even when I don't have the dog, I still get out and walk and do stuff. And I have a workout that I do five to six days a week anyway. And I have yoga Sundays, things like that. Mm Um and I read every single day. Mm-hmm. In fact, I usually have 2 to 3 books going at a time, hardcover right. as well as audible, right? Mm-hmm. I read 40 to 60 books a year. So that that stuff's cocky. Here's the one that I'm like, we'll see how I do. Uh can't drink.
2: Oh. No alcoholic beverages. Okay.
1: And I'm like for mm-hmm. 75
2: days. Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah. I know. Hmm. I know. And I'm one of these people I've always lived a, you know, quote-unquote European type lifestyle where like I have wine with dinner every night. Yeah. So this is new. Oh, and boy. I have been complaining about the 10 pounds I can't get off. Like, I'm really fit, but I can't get this, like, 10 pounds. So yeah. I was like, okay, I'll sign up. Oh, and yeah. I, I will say of all these real estate agents, the whole stereotype, a lot of them were like, yeah, that's going to be the hardest part.
2: I know. <laughs> wow. Yeah, especially in our industry.
1: Well, in our industry, and then also because the holidays are coming. I know. Right? I, like, that's that's going to be the thing for me is, like, am I going to allow myself, like, any little cheats here and there? Like, for right. the holiday, or am I really going to do the 75 hard, Man, which is like – because it's bad. not the 75 easy.
2: Well, that's right. right? That's why it's they the call 75 it the 75 hard. hard. Yeah. So yeah. anyway.
1: Somebody so told me that – We'll see whether or not I miss cranky pants as this continues. <laughs> but <I can laughs> if my see, pants get you're, smaller, you're maybe are actually your,
2: your hands are just like all <laughs> fidgety right now, so we'll see how that all goes. Yeah. Somebody told me that, that one beer
3: mm-hmm.
1: is
2: the carb equivalent of seven slices of bread.
1: That's probably true.
2: And, uh, I can't drink beer anymore. I know. I I know. I I don't anymore. It doesn't I, like me. Well, I I still like it though. Um, but I know I came home from uh, you know being with some friends the other day. We I Ubered back home and mm-hmm. and uh, Ellie goes, so how many slices of bread did you have?
1: <laughs> a loaf. <laughs>
2: <I'm> like hmm. <laughs> <laughs> twenty one.
1: <kind> of, <laughs> what kind of bread are we talking? We're we talking like thick slice, thin <laughs> slice. Super what that. <laughs> How so many? Well, speaking of slices, we're going to slice some data. Yeah, today,
2: nice and slice some data. We're
1: going to slice some data. Well, and one of the things that... Well, go ahead. Which no, one do no, no, you want ahead. to start with?
2: Well, I, I brought up and we we talked about this uh, mm-hmm. uh, two two and a half years ago. Yep. On Open House of Team Rio, Re- our podcast. Uh, yeah. I, I'm probably falsely claiming it is one of the longest running podcasts <laughs> in the world. Uh, over seven years now mm-hmm. which over is over
1: 270 episodes yeah. for sure yeah yeah
2: but we were talking about the west seattle bridge and yes, when that because
1: when COVID happened and they shut the bridge down <laughs> yeah. everyone was like no west seattle's cut off it'll never sell a house again right the
2: market's gonna plummet nobody's yeah. gonna want to have to get in and out of there and, it's its own little island they'll mm-hmm. starve to death they won't even have enough food to eat it's 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 gonna be armageddon yeah. there in, in west seattle yeah
1: they made it sound like it was just Mm -hmm. totally going to fall off the planet and the housing prices were going to crash because I had clients who around the time COVID hit had been talking to me about their plans of wanting to move further into Seattle because of where one of their jobs is in South Lake Union. And, you know, uh, the other person was had a job. This is before COVID even happened. They were like, he got to work from home, got to work remotely, you know, that kind of thing. And so we were looking at these options, and they were the only reason we didn't do it right away is they were going to redo some bathrooms mm. to make the house mm-hmm. even more, you know, saleable. Yeah, and you know, and it's a cute little house because got a little bit of view. It's in a gorgeous little area, and boom, COVID hit, and I said, take the time to still get the work done, like even mm-hmm. if there are some, like just. Still go do it. Because first of all, even if you do delay, you get the benefit of using the space mm-hmm. when it's in its renovated state, right? right?
2: Which is nice.
1: Yeah. So, you know, they, they've they had stops and starts through all of that. But yeah, you and I, we, we did a whole episode. It was like, oh, man, is is everything going to fall apart over there just like the bridge? and mm-hmm. And we have some numbers now.
2: We've right. now taken
3: a
1: look
2: back. And? And Where's my drum roll?
1: Yeah. So let us go back. So I ran a days on market report in the Northwest multiple. And as of January 2020, so pre-COVID, mm-hmm. right? Pre the shutdowns, the days on market in area 140 specifically, which is all the northern section of West Seattle, yeah, they were at about uh, 27, 28 days. And then it plummeted, plummeted to five to six days in April.
2: Right, because there was no inventory. No
1: inventory. July, six days. Then in uh, October, it went up a little bit. October through December, it went up to a peak of 16 days. It, It was rising in those three months, right? And the peak just before January was 16 days. And then lo and behold,
2: they went back down.
1: Yeah, because remember, that's when we went below 3% on interest rates. And suddenly, boom, now in February of 2021, it was down to five days again. Mm -hmm. And April 2021, five days again. July 2021, six days. October 2021, six days, January 2022, six days, April 2022, five days. And July was at five days. And then because right at that point, we were now hitting 6%. um, As of when this chart was done, which is here in October, it's still 14 days,
2: right? Two weeks on market.
1: And we we were saying on a show a few weeks ago, the overall Northwest multiple market is at about two months inventory right now, mm-hmm. right, and it's actually starting to decline, right, because listings are starting to hold, seasonality. It's seasonality it's, it happens right? every year. And so you know, if you're listening to this show right now, what you need to know is we're still in a seller's market,
2: right. We need to have at least four to six months of inventory to, mm-hmm. to be neutral. shifting into that neutral six months maybe buyer's market. Yeah. When I can't remember the last time we were in a buyer's market.
1: Uh, 2011.
2: Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was April
1: 2012 that the market shifted.
2: Right. That's when we had the – we called it the taper tantrum. That was back also when the Fed was – buying buying mortgages and pumping money into the economy.
1: And it's also when Amazon took off.
2: Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah, that's right. That
1: happened to coincide. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, it was no accident what happened, right. right? And so for 10 years now, 10 years plus, we've had this growth in our economy that mm-hmm. has been, you know... The closest you can compare it to is when Microsoft was spinning off millionaires, but it took years before any of those guys who went off and started other companies like Expedia really had any major impact. Mm-hmm. So it was Amazon coming in and becoming the behemoth that they are now, which also then attracted even more of Silicon Valley up here to really get us where we are at this stage, right? Right. So, you know, we wanted to talk a little bit about, you know, everyone Said West Seattle because they thought it would become isolated and it would be this, you know, dearth of activity right. as opposed to all the rest of the area around still doing really really well, and the stats just don't support that at no, all. Didn't happen. There's still people afraid of it, and you and I were talking about this. All the agents I know who are over in the West Seattle marketplace who tend to specialize only in that. I think because they do get very myopic at only looking at their marketplace, they're, I mean, they're crowing to anyone who will listen like, the bridge is open.
3: <laughs> right.
1: So what? Okay, well, great. The traffic got better. Traffic's but, wonderful. But it yeah. never impacted their marketplace in the way that they think because no. they were having the same impacts hitting them that everybody else had. Mm-hmm.
2: Right. It
1: just, I mean, it just blows me away. Like, look beyond your border, man. (laughs) You know, I mean, that's one of the things I enjoy about looking at, you know, not only in the show are we trying to give a broader perspective, because now that the show actually can go from border to border of Washington, right, from the Canadian border down to Vancouver, Washington, you know, we have more people who care about their own local areas. Mm -hmm. And if I'm only a neighborhood specialist, well, I'm not doing anybody any favors, Right? I actually had this conversation um, with another client. So you have to look at all the factors. It's not just, was the West Seattle Bridge out? It was like, well, what's still going on with the economy? Who else is buying in West Seattle? It's not just people who work downtown who buy in West Seattle. A whole strip of people who cover into the Kent Valley, Live in West Seattle. Right. You know, Soto do on down.
2: You know, one thing I, I'll, I'll be curious to see, though, uh, about mm-hmm. this is some of the local businesses in West Seattle. I, I know my wife likes to go to this particular mm-hmm. nail salon in West Seattle. She works yeah. there, works in West Seattle. Mm-hmm. And she went in the other day and She she's doesn't like, work at the nail salon. No, she no, no. Works she in work, West Seattle. But she goes, goes to the, the nail, nail salon. salon. Yes. She goes in. It's like, how are you guys doing? They go, we are so slow. Mm. And, you yeah. know, you're our second customer all day long. Aww. And... I'm, I'm wondering if people were, West Seattle residents were, of course, just using the local businesses. Mm-hmm. Now, all of a sudden, it's easier for them to travel somewhere else. And so maybe they're, some of the smaller businesses might feel a little bit of bleed off from that.
1: Possibly, but we're also talking inflation and people are starting to watch their spending. And yeah. nails is not a necessary item.
2: Tell that to my wife.
1: Well, okay. It depends on who you are. It does depend on who you are. She yeah. needs it for TikTok.
2: Absolutely. <laughs> you got that right. All right. Well, we got more Open House with Team Reba coming up. So stay tuned. I love you,
1: tuned. Ellie. We'll be right back. I love right you, back. Ellie.
0: <laughs> open House with Team Reba on AM 1300. The Answer.
2: now back to open house with team reba hey welcome back to open house with team reba i'm eric Osnes here from Homebridge financial home mortgage
3: hey
1: it's reba Hess from team reba had
2: to think about that didn't you
1: <laughs> no i didn't have to think about it. i was just laughing because you're like hey <laughs> hey
2: so reba hey. if somebody wants to reach you
1: they can reach out to me Uh, via email if they would like to set an appointment at info at teamreba.com, or they can also reach out to me via phone. Please text first, just because I get so many phone calls and I don't always know who it's going to be. So it'd be great if you let me know in advance, but 206-457-2984. And Uh, how about you, mister?
2: It's super easy. Uh, You can call me 206-915-3742. Two zero six nine one five three seven four two. That's two zero six nine one five. eric You can email me, eric, at ericismybanker.com. That's Eric with a C. And also find me on social media. Just look up Eric is my banker. I love um, story problems. Mm-hmm. So if you've got a story problem, and I think everybody does give me a call. I'm always happy to help solve, or if nothing else, give you resources or point you in the right direction. Had one come up the other day that actually you and I taught a first time home buyer class, Mm -hmm. and one of the attendees of the class has a condo and a project uh, that Mm -hmm. was originally a conversion. It was uh, apartments that converted to condo, Mm -hmm. and she was one of the very first uh, to buy into that condo project, and nobody else did. So she's stuck with this... um, i, I kind of stuck with this this condo where the percentage uh, there's there's one particular owner that owns a majority of the mm-hmm. units in that project and that can make financing fairly tricky and um i think we've found a, a solution for her uh, but there's a there's a a rule that says if one particular o- owner has more than 10% of the units in a project then it was not eligible for traditional financing, conventional loans, FHA loans, VA loans. Mm-hmm. So we're trying to trying to work with her, her that's a seriously daunting story problem.
1: It is. Hopefully and we can get
2: that one sorted out.
1: Yes. There's a, a few different projects that are around the Puget Sound region that struggle with the same yeah. kind of issue. Mm-hmm. So it's an important thing when you are considering buying a condo to look into those kinds of situations and uh, make sure that you are covered.
2: Story problem.
1: Yep. Story problems.
2: <laughs> Due diligence. Yeah.
1: So um, last segment, we were talking about West Seattle marketplace, Yeah, right? And at the end of that segment, I mentioned something about how like West Seattle, a lot of people tend to think like, oh, it's just Seattleites who are, you know, people who work in Seattle who are buying there, which is not true at all. There's Mm -hmm. a lot of people, especially like down towards the airport, there's, you know, the whole Kent and Tukwila Valley is filled with different companies. I know a lot of people who actually live in West Seattle and work in Renton, right? right Mm -hmm. so they have a a different commute and and it's it's similar to like when people are buying in the kind of linwood bothell area 405 i5 exchange where you might have a couple that you know they have split commutes one of them is in seattle and one of them's down south and that's Mm -hmm. a great kind of intermediate location for somebody to move to right um had the same conversation because you and i during the break you were saying something about because we're going to go into like the comparison of some other marketplaces to West Seattle and what days on market have looked like throughout pandemic to now. Yeah. And uh, I just had this conversation with another client in uh, Auburn, different condo project than the one that you were just describing. But my client was concerned about the market and I said, you know, even though some of the condos around here are now staying on market upwards of 60 days, mm-hmm. you have to remember you don't have the same impact of people who use RSUs or restricted stock units. Like people who are in some of these higher price point areas because they were high income tech workers making 200, 300, 400,000 a year plus stock on top of high salaries.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Like those folks are impacted, I said, but you you've got a condo in Lakeland Hills. And who's Slightly buying your different, place? Different market yeah, It's a there. 2 bed, two-bath. You know, we're going to yeah. put her on market this fall. And it's like... You know, your buyers are either going to be working in Tacoma or somewhere down in the Auburn to Kent Valley. You know, mm-hmm. anywhere down in this region, like they're right. not, they're not going to be the same buying pool. No, so you need to, you know, really take a look at because you and I keep talking about the demographics of like who will buy. Mm-hmm. And the thing was, is she bought that cash because she was downsizing from a house. It was it's an older woman who's retired, and I'm like, we're probably going to sell to somebody just like you. Mm-hmm. It's either going to be a first time buyer, single or couple. Or someone just like you, you know, downsizing,
3: right? Sure, don't sweat it. Yeah,
1: don't sweat it. Like that's who we're going to market for, you know, you know, to to come in. But um, we wanted to compare because again, West Seattle focused agents tend to be like, oh no, the sky's is falling, and now that the bridge is back, they're like, oh my gosh, everybody flock to West (laughs) Seattle. Okay. Take advantage let's,
2: of those. How many listings? 200?
1: Yeah, 200 total listings of residences, right? Not counting condos. So I'm looking at the same stats for what's called Area 520, uh, not the 520 bridge, but this is Bellevue properties located west of 405 all the way to like Baden- Maidenbauer, mm-hmm. right? So in January of 2020, again, pre-COVID shutdown, The time on market at that stage was about 57 days. April of 2020 comes when we start to have our lockdowns and it dropped to about two days. Right. Then it skyrocketed back up in May because when people kind of were like, oh no, we're back open again, Mm -hmm. a bunch of properties came on market. Yep. And we jumped to about 42 days, but then it plummeted again because they realized, you know, like, because a lot of people I think were, were to do panic selling, right? Right. I think that's why it jumped so quickly. And then it went immediately back down in June to, uh, about five days on market. And then it bounced back up to about 15 days in July of 2020 plummeted again, down to about six days in October, 2020 Jumped back up to 19 days in roughly December, which, again, seasonality, not too surprised. Um, January went to about 15 days. February, about the same. April, right back down to five days. It's been holding steady at five days from April 2021, all the, like five to six days, all the way to July of 2022. Hmm. That whole year, yeah. it stayed low. And then suddenly, because of the interest rates going up, went to about 23 days in what would be August. But guess what? This is up to where we're at right now. It's already dropped back down to 15 days for the fall.
2: As the seasonality number of listings has Mm -hmm. declined. And you and I know, know, we both worked in that market Yep. Th- over the years, and and over the last year, when we had two days, three days on market, mm-hmm. how many offers were on each of those homes that came on? Oh, uh, oh all of them over a million, every yeah. single one of them. Yeah, you know, pretty much. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, but I, I was kind of wondering, and and I wish we could overlay this. Um, you mentioned RSU mm-hmm. income, yeah, uh, crypto. You know, we had a lot of buyers using RSU or crypto as mm-hmm. their as their down payment sources and as income and qualifying sources,
1: mm-hmm. and
2: uh, I'm sure that had a, a significant impact on yeah. number of days on market. Well,
1: speaking of other tech workers, I just pulled up area 705, which okay. encompasses like Ballard, Wallingford, Green Lake. You know, a very very popular area for a lot of the tech workers. And just anybody really to to want to live because there's great quality of life in a lot of those neighborhoods. Same kind of thing. In January of 2020, average time on market uh, days to sell was uh, about 17 days, and then it dropped down to six days. And there was and it's been mostly the same five to six days, Mm -hmm. except for January of 2021 where it popped up to a massive 12 days on the market, and then it dropped right back down, stayed on that same kind of line until July was down at five days, and then it popped back up to today, where it's about 12 days.
2: Okay, and this is where it's really important when you you know look at the news, social media, whatever you're looking at, mm-hmm. because a lot of the, the headlines will use national housing statistics, yeah. and we are still in – you know one of the one of the stronger housing markets although mm-hmm. you know the headlines right now are saying that that Seattle is one of the the fastest dropping price markets in the nation i'm having a hard time reconciling that mm-hmm. with what i'm actually seeing anecdotally that's, out there
1: that's the same conversation okay so this goes into some of the stuff we talked about before the show mm-hmm. because i have so i'm going to go back to my client in auburn And what we were looking at from the study of sales in her area, because we don't just look at her particular complex. I look at the, you know, half mile radius around it of of similar like kind properties. Right. Mm -hmm. And so what we were noticing is because of the interest rate spike and how we did have a bunch of properties kind of start sitting on market for a little bit Mm -hmm. while everyone was taking a collective breath. Right. 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 Those properties are staying on for about 60 days. But here's what's interesting. People are now holding their pricing. They're not dropping. What, what we went from, and we talked about this on a prior show, you're just not seeing people overpay and bring cash in to cover appraisal gaps. Right. That's a different thing. Overpaying for a house is not yeah. the same as what the housing price was when it went on market, which was reasonable, and then the market drove it up in competition, that's a completely different thing. And you know, people forget that.
2: That's a really good really good point. And and the stats don't don't break that out either. But no. we had lots and lots of clients where, you know, they're they're clearly offering more than, than what the home will appraise for mm-hmm. and they know it going in. Yeah. But at the time when there were, you know, two days on market and there's only so many homes listed mm-hmm. for sale, they're like, I don't care. Yeah. I want to get this house, right, and and we're like, all right. You know, if you, as long as you understand that the appraisal will probably not support that price, right, and, and many they, times it didn't,
1: right, and they brought that extra money to the sale. Mm-hmm. We know that. You and I were having lots of conversations with people saying, "Look, as long as we're still seeing." 10, 20, 30% increases in valuations over time, it's going to take maybe one or two years for it to catch up to what you spent. But if you plan on holding this house for 10 or 20 years, who cares? You get the house you want, right? Right. And so that's the part that people miss in these conversations, Mm -hmm. right? Is that, so it's held up in this example I have with my client down in Auburn of a few months ago, yes, houses were selling 5 10, 15% over the asking prices. But right now everyone else is just holding on. And you can see the recent sales are at the original asking prices of several months back. Mm -hmm. They're just not getting those bump ups.
3: yeah, Right. And
1: if they're trying to get a little bit more, there's resistance to that, but they are at least holding steady. We're not seeing anything decline.
2: Right. Yeah. And
1: I think as we get back into a shortage which will be, as we go into the rest of this winter,
2: Mm -hmm.
1: we're going to be right back to the same dynamics.
2: days our market will be going down. Yep.
1: And we might see some people starting to creep up on their values, and especially after January 1st. Right,
2: right. Well, stay tuned. We've got more Open House with Team Reba
0: coming right back. Open House with Team Reba on AM 1300. The Answer. Now, back to Open House welcome with back to, Team Reba.
1: Welcome back to Open House with Team Reba. I'm Reba Hass of Team Reba, Remax Metro East Side. They changed all of our stuff around, so I had to get used to it again. Jumped the
2: gun there a little bit, didn't you? Well, ya?
1: yeah, because they used to, I used to have the snappy music,
2: and I they know. changed
1: all of our lead-ins. Yeah. I'm s- not used to that We one. still have
2: the Batmanian Batman? answer, though.
1: Yeah. Okay. And you? I said who I am. Oh, I... <laughs>
2: Lost my train of thought. I'm I Eric Osnes. I'm with Homebridge Financial Home Mortgage. I've been in lending for 35 plus years. Okay. Long time. That's funny that it's you're getting to the point. That I'm almost is. embarrassed to say how many years I've been I'm in amazed lending. I'm amazing. You just did. I know. I was
1: going to go into other <laughs> stuff. Um, okay. So just so people don't think we're King County focused, mm. we're going to hit some more numbers here, real quick. Yeah. Because I can So if you're listening to the show, I want you to know. During the break, I was pulling more stats, showed this to Eric, and he said, was that the same report we just looked at? Because lo and behold, these are all very similar. So I pulled numbers in Snohomish County in Bothell, another marketplace impacted by a lot of tech money, right? And so I'm going to hit those numbers real quick. January of 2020, 62-ish days before sold, right?
3: Mm -hmm.
1: Plummeted down to about four days in April of 2020, bounced up to about 12 in May, July hit about five days. So then it kind of bounced up a little bit through October, hitting a peak in roughly November of 12 days, and then plummeted again, down to literally zero Zero yeah, days, like zero everything days. was selling the day it went on market practically because yeah. people were then like trying to stop offer review periods. Then we had in April of 2020, it went to one day. Then it popped up to, you know, in between the five to seven day from April 2021 to April of 2022. And then in July of this year, it hit about 13 days. Uh, August, it peaked at around 25. And then now it has dropped back off below 10.
2: Wow. So and,
1: and I will tell you, having had to negotiate with some people in Bothel recently, the buyers are not believing. They saw it start peaking up in the 20 plus day. Mm-hmm. You know, because this is the median number of days, right, right? right? And so they all thought there was blood in the water. And they have been coming hot and hard at sellers. And I just have to say, seller, if you're working with me, we'll be happy to just sit and be like, no, thank you no thank you. We did that to eight offers on my recent Bothell listing. Eight, no thank yous. And then we finally got the number my client was willing to take.
2: Years ago, people who worked in tech on the east side were looking for homes that were affordable. And mm-hmm. and you say, well, what about, what about Bothell? Mm-hmm. I am not going to live in Bothell. <laughs> Too far away. There's nothing there.
1: That's true. That's true. People are like, ah, that Ugh. back one, butthill. No. What? No.
3: <laughs>
1: but it is full of people in tech. Now. I know. It is full of it. <laughs> it's definitely changed. It is 100% changed.
2: Oh my gosh. Yeah. Things yes. have definitely really.
1: <laughs> yeah. I know. I know. So, okay. Again, we mentioned this show now hits border to border from yeah. Washington yep. north to south, That's right, right? Yep. on the I five corridor. Yeah, hey up so, north there, hey. So hey, yeah. So um, I'm going to show this to Eric first.
2: It looks the same. That's <laughs> almost ana- identical. That's anacordis. Anacordis. Okay.
1: Anacordis. Little,
2: little, few more waves in there. Looks like a bad angiogram.
1: Okay, but not much. Um, yeah. So we're going to start January 2020, it was about 45 days on market median, dropped down to about 12, went to 14. April of 2020 went all the way down to about five days on market. July of 2020 hit 12, peaked at 15 a couple of different months through October, dropped down to five days on market in January of 2021. And uh, stayed between a 12 and five day window all the way from April 2021, all the way to July of 2022, and currently sits at 18.
2: Hmm. Okay.
1: I <laughs> mean, it's, uh, these are all different counties, right? So, okay, let me, let me get to Pierce, right? Let's go to Tacoma. Which part of Tacoma should we do here?
2: Uh, let's do North Tacoma. Okay. Uh I gotta remember which number that's although is. you know yeah, I, I Tacoma is also one of those cities that's making the headlines right now mm-hmm. as is prices well they say price falling, uh but year over year we're still up what mm-hmm. about fifteen percent.
3: Yeah.
1: There's a lot of areas in North Tacoma too. So yeah. they can each have their own little um yeah, oh my gosh. North Tacoma seriously is like Ten or twelve different groupings. Hold on a second. I'm going to try and run all these together. I think they'll do it. Okay. I'm going to run the report. Turn that thing off. Okay. So uh, here's theirs.
2: No. Oh, okay.
1: Slightly different, but actually shorter times. Yeah. At, at the start. So. I've got all of North Tacoma areas. There's probably about 10, 12 different market areas there um, for North Tacoma. Uh, January 2020, they were at 18 days. Hmm. Lower than every other market that we've talked about. Right. And then they dropped to five days uh, by February of 2020. Um, Mostly five days. Maybe six. The peak was uh, in like May of 2020. And that was right Mm as we came out of, you know, shutdown. Um, That's seven days. Stayed around five, six, four days, all the way through uh, December of 2021. Jumped up to, oh, wow, 15 days in January of 2022. (laughs) Immediately plummeted back down to five, you know, four to five days. Um, between February and June. July was at nine days. It's currently, this is interesting, currently at about twenty.
2: Twenty days. Wow. Mm-hmm.
1: It's it's in an upward trajectory. Every other one is in a downward trajectory right now. Mm-hmm. But twenty days is still not a lot.
2: No, and it just goes to show it's not just the the, the city. Mm-hmm. You know, it's rural areas, suburban mm-hmm. areas. Yeah, you know, everybody's experiencing yeah. the same thing.
1: Uh, yeah, I'm talking core in city. I mean, yeah. everybody.
2: Right? Are you able to quickly pull pull um, Spokane? I'm just curious. Yeah, let, if, let me see if I can if, get that um, in
1: here. Hold on a second.
2: You know the 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 east east side you know can have a different market, but things are mm-hmm. I'm sure similar there. Yeah, yeah. As well as the you know the sure. tri cities are one is still one of the fastest growing parts of the country. Yeah. And uh, that's yes. a that's a great place to buy a rental, by the way. You know, Tri Cities. Yeah. You have uh, a solid, stable employment base there. You know, with uh, with the Hanford Reservation and, and the and the military. You know, Yakima Tri Cities. So everything doing really, really well over there. Plus, a just a darn nice climate. You know, if you want a, a little darn, more well, darn nice climate, if you want things a little bit darn
1: more dry. nice climate, <laughs> um, don't they have kind of like the seasonality of like the Midwest though? They where do. Where it gets super cold and you, super
2: hot. You get a winter, yeah, you. And you, you get
1: know. a really hot summer. Yes, you do. Okay, but a lot
2: of people like that. Uh, Just not you. Not me. And I, and I, and I don't either because I can't. You know, it's it's I, I like to I like to be out in the salt water.
1: So, right. Well, I do know people who live over there and then keep a boat over here, and they just mm-hmm. come over and go out for. But yeah, Absolutely. it's hard to hard yeah. to keep uh, your place. I'm trying to find what their code is here, though, because I don't I don't do business oh, okay. in Spokane. That's so, okay. well, just give me a minute and I'll find it. But uh, in the meantime, why don't you give? some well, other feedback. Well, actually,
2: while you're, looking, while you're yeah. looking at that, I want to talk about just a slightly other subject. And you and I have mm-hmm. talked about this ad nauseum, uh, which is love letters. You know, a lot oh. of real estate mm-hmm. agents like to write a love letter, you know, to go along with their offer. Mm-hmm. And the state of Oregon was one, it was the first state to ban yes. love letters.
1: Yeah, because there's concerns about fair housing violations.
2: Right. However, uh, that that uh, ban it was actually passed by the Oregon legislature. Um, a federal judge concluded that that law banning love letters is unconstitutional. And you and I had discussed unconstitutional, it, unconstitutional.
1: Okay. And so
2: so love letters are back. You know they are no longer banned in Oregon or any other state in the union. And you and I had had brought up. Hold on. Fair-
1: well, wait. Hold on. What. Where- that was just for the state. What do you, It didn't go to the Supreme Court of the United States. No, no, it just no. It was the, a
2: federal judge. Yeah, okay. in, in Oregon, right. So, wh- what's interesting about that is is that love letters can bring up some fair housing issues, mm-hmm. you know. And if you have a letter from, let's say, it's someone that, that they're of color, and the seller sees it, there there's an opportunity there that that that, that buyer could be discriminated against. Mm-hmm. The proponents of love letters actually argued just the opposite, uh, that, that, that a love letter could give somebody who doesn't have any other strong strengths, you know, maybe financially to win over that offer on that home an advantage because they can essentially pull at the heartstrings of the seller. And as a consequence, um, you know, the judge agreed and said that uh, banning the love letters likely violated the First Amendment.
1: Interesting. Interesting
2: stuff, Right.
1: Well, I do know that that has been an interesting topic for Annie Fitzsimmons, who represents the Washington Association of Realtors, right? There's different groups. Like we have Mm -hmm. the local South King County uh, or Seattle King County Association, plus there's the state association and then the national association, that kind of thing. And she has always said, you know, if there are terms that are inside of that love letter, which we've talked about on the show, Mm -hmm. like when you use the example of someone putting like, Seahawks tickets.
3: Right. Right. Cause Which that's a monetary saying? item. Right.
1: And that w- did sway somebody. Right. We've had conversation about a client who, because she was a first time home buyer going up against investors,
3: mm-hmm. that
1: love letter got attention from the seller right? who said, I identify with her. Yes. I, she reminds me of me. I had, um, honestly, when I was selling a home up in Oak Harbor recently to a active military person, Mm-hmm. Um, it just so happened it was another active military person that they were buying from, but we didn't know that when we Mm -hmm. went into it. Right. And, you know, we knew there was a chance just because it's Oak Harbor. Right. And would be Naval air Air station there. However, um, before we even wrote that offer, the client even said to me, he's like, we have names. He's like me and my partner, you know, she and I both have names that could give away our ethnicity. Could that be a, a concern that we would be discriminated against? Because mm-hmm. I've been told by people that that can happen. Right. And he's originally from Africa, and so that was that was a big concern. Right. Yeah. But that letter that they wrote that talked about I his saw dreams, it. yeah, was very it was persuasive, brilliant. It was and awesome. we did win a multiple offer situation. There. Yeah. There you go. So sometimes
2: perfectly good that's right we've got more open house with team reba coming right back so
0: stay tuned open house with team reba on am 1300 the answer Welcome back to Open House with Team Reba.
2: Welcome back to Open House with Team Reba. I'm Eric Osnes here from Homebridge Financial Home Mortgage. And Reba Hass from Team Reba. And thanks for listening in again here Mm -hmm. on your busy weekend.
1: Yes, we... Always appreciate your ears paying attention, whether it's here on a Saturday or Sunday or listening to the podcast. And once again, hi, Ohio and Pennsylvania listeners, because we still have a stronghold (laughs) over there. I got to figure that out. I'm actually going to go spend some holiday time in Maryland and uh, hoping maybe I can boost our listenership there. We'll see.
2: Maybe they just want to move here.
1: Maybe. They're just like
2: pining to get out of Ohio. I could understand that. You know what?
1: Hashtag move me to WA.
2: Yeah, there you go. We use
1: that hashtag all the time. Yeah. You're thinking about relocating? Give me a call. (laughs) Give me a text. Send me a DM. I'm happy to hear from you. There you go. Okay.
2: Even if you are from Ohio.
1: Oh, stop. <laughs> stop, stop, stop. In fact, I know somebody who's uh, moved here from Ohio that, uh, that I've been dating. So oh, hush. There you go. Uh, even though I moved up from California, especially Actually, a lot of I've time never met
2: anybody from Ohio that I didn't like. Because yeah, I got that I Midwestern of, right. sensibility. Yeah. Like, like why, why are you dissing Absolutely. on the
1: Ohioans yeah, who are all. listening to our show? Yeah,
2: not at all. Welcome. Buckeye.
1: You're not even yeah. a Buckeye. Like, no. So, anyway, but speaking of people east of us. Mm-hmm. We're going to do Spokane now. Yeah. Let's because you brought out. up Spokane as a great place yep. to do some investment, yeah. right?
2: Great place to live.
1: Yes. So let's look at what's been going on in their marketplace, right? I find it weird this report, for whatever reason, doesn't have the January 2020 number, but in February, yeah. um, they were at about 28 days. Okay. Days to sell median. Okay. Uh, then it dropped in April down to 10, went further down to about three in June popped up to seven days in July of 2020, down again to about four and a half days in August. Then it went to, in October, about mm, 13 days, popped back down again in November. And then in December and January and February, popped up to a little over 30 some days. Like It was hitting like 35, 36 days. Hmm. But then... Plummeted again, like <laughs> massively plummeted to two days in April of 2021. Then it stayed between five and 15 days between then and January 2022. Then shot back up into the 20 some. It, like it kept, like now it yeah. looks like a really erratic heartbeat because Interesting. all of 2022, it's been up and down, up and down. It's been like 22 days, 10 days, 22 days. Five days, twenty-seven days, and now it's on a downward slope again. Hmm. Like, no real rhyme or reason.
2: Yeah, that's that's to a bit that. puzzling. It, yeah, it, it's got to have something to do month with listening activity. Yeah you know, with the inventory maybe ebbing and flowing. Um, could that possibly be new construction plats or things like that coming online? Because they do have more land over there. It's a little possibly, easier to build. but I mean,
1: this is really a month-to-month spike back and forth. So mm-hmm. hard to say. Yeah. Right? Because this, this is all houses, right? This is not including condos. Um, this is just residential on market right, that right. I'm looking at. Um, So really, really hard to say just by um, looking at the chart. Um, Yeah, it's – I would have to start digging into some deeper stuff. But right now, um, I just have to say, though, it's still clearly a seller's market. Mm
3: -hmm.
1: And so for sellers, it's either, you know, look at what your feedback is because that's that's the important part. Like deciding to hold to your guns on pricing – also will depend on what's the quality of the product you're selling, right? Because mm-hmm. I have been seeing a bunch of junk on market again
3: yeah,
1: um, with some kind of outrageous pricing. And that's just people saying, hey, I'll just try. I will tell you the number of cancellations that we're seeing. Here's the, um, the average time for anyone canceling a listing. yeah. And you need to be having a conversation, by the way, with your agent about this. It's around 60 days. Right. So it's around 60 days. A lot of people will cancel their listing. Mm-hmm. But here's what you have to know when you sign a listing agreement, that listing agent will have put a timeline. Every contract has to have a deadline. Sure. Right. Sure. It's one of the three shuns I call, you know, because it's either, you know, it's expiration, completion, or termination. Mm-hmm. Right. And so the expiration, w- I don't know anybody, especially when we have a market where it's a little bit more questioning, four months was our max when we had very fast sales happening all mm-hmm. the time because mm-hmm. you have about a 30-day window for closing, but you need time to market, all the prep, all that kind of stuff. Minimum four months typically. Yeah. yeah. In a market like what we have right now, it is not uncommon to say for six months. In fact, remember, my Bothell listing tried to cancel and actually did, you know, cancel at one point
3: right because she got
1: hot-headed i'll tell you what made her change her mind partly Hmm. was those contracts also say remember i've mentioned we spend four to twelve thousand dollars of investment right and i'm by the way those listing agreements say that if you cancel on me before we're able to get a transaction you owe me the costs Mm -hmm. and so i was telling her i was going to get her an invoice of combination of the services ordered and paid for, as well as my time. Right, And she was like, what? I'm like, read your contract. It's in the contract.
2: Well, that's only fair.
1: It it is fair. But people have a tendency nowadays to not read their contracts Mm -hmm. closely. Correct. And she just got ticked off because all these buyers who were like, smelling blood in the water, they thought, who kept coming at her. She thought somehow I was going to have to pay the price for that. And I was like, no, I don't own this property. I'm doing my job. Mm -hmm. We're getting new offers. We're getting showings. We're getting all the things that we're supposed to get. You just don't have buyers who are willing to pay the price you're asking. And it started with her overpricing. Right. We very specifically gave great advice up front of, this is all the phone calls I've made. These are all the numbers that we've looked at. This is where we should come on market. You don't want to be chasing the market right now. And unfortunately, yeah. she took a layperson's advice on that and we overpriced, but I have to follow my client's instruction. Mm-hmm. I said, give us this amount of time before it, you know at least plan for a price reduction.
3: Mm-hmm. And they
1: did, but then they were chasing the market.
3: Yeah. Right? Yeah.
1: So that's how if you're a seller right now, you can't just listen to good advice. Look at the reasonableness of the information you're being given. Now if someone's just if they can't explain why they're giving you that advice, they probably don't, they're just throwing spaghetti at the wall. Right. Right? But if they can show you here's the numbers, here's what's happening, this is what's, you know, the demographics of who's buying in your marketplace, here's what we're seeing in terms of the numbers, that stuff matters. Right? You know, so in some of these situations like if we've got 30 days, you know, typical, I mean, that's the median, right? Mm-hmm. So there's still half of them selling, taking longer.
3: Right, right. But if
1: you wanna be in that, if you're a seller and you wanna be in that good first portion of the median number. Right, right. Then, you know, do your due diligence, work with your agent, do the right prepping. And if you're not willing to do the prepping, price accordingly, then
2: mm-hmm.
1: you won't get your maximum amount if you're not willing to put in the effort.
2: Right. Right. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. Well, common sense. You know, the other thing is a seller right now, things you do need to pay attention to. Mm -hmm. uh, Every offer will come with a pre-approval letter, hopefully from a lender. Uh,
1: Mm -hmm.
2: There are quite a few mortgage companies right now that are really struggling. Yes. And some are going out of business. Uh, Mm -hmm. We've seen a multitude of layoffs over the last month or so. Yeah. uh, From some fairly, Big name companies, even ones mm-hmm. driving around in stagecoaches, and uh, so <laughs> mm-hmm. yes, <laughs> um, I guess well, my, and that's my point be is normal thing, right? But but as part of your due diligence when you're reviewing offers, is to review the lender. You know, backing that Absolutely. offer, backing that approval, is the loan fully underwritten? Mm-hmm. That's the number one thing, of course. Yeah. And also, you can you can actually research the loan officer. Mm-hmm. Um, anybody can. You can go into uh, just Google NMLS Consumer Access,
3: mm-hmm. and
2: you can look up a loan officer, their employment history, mm-hmm. if there's been any actions against them or complaints mm-hmm. against them. Yeah. And you can learn a lot uh, by doing that.
1: So- I hope you don't mind. I'm going to bring this up. Yeah. We've mentioned that we had a class recently Mm -hmm. and somebody signed up for it. Who was a lender? I know. And you looked them up and you're like, they've done one transaction. I called
2: them out. Yeah. Yeah. I called them out.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Well, there was yeah. also an agent who signed up for the class too, who right. didn't who didn't show up. I think she, you know, got cold feet. But well, yeah, you know, we have people do that all the time because they want to audit our class and find out what we're talking well, about.
2: Well, they want to take our materials. Yeah, and yeah. you know, it's it's that good. It's so that next good, time we have a also, class, you should sign up.
1: It's also a certified class, so you have to get training for it and be certified. So you can't just steal our stuff and do it. No, so, that's
2: right. Anyway, absolutely.
1: Yeah. Well, we want to thank you for being a certified good listener of this show.
2: That that's right. You get an award for that. Thank you very much.
0: <laughs> Talk to you next week. Have a great weekend. Thank you for listening to Open House with Team Reba. To contact us, visit Team Reba at RE-MAX Metro Eastside on Facebook or email info at TeamReba.com. Join us again next Saturday afternoon at 2 for more Open House with Team Reba.
3: i house in the middle of our street.
0: The preceding program was sponsored by Team Reba of REMAX Metro East Side and Eric Osnes of Homebridge Financial Services.